Hello, beautiful souls. We bring you conscious content filled with empowering information. Designed to align you with the fulfilling freedom of activated awareness. I am Rachel Alcyon. And I am Daniel Alcyon. Welcome Welcome to to the the Ecstatic Ecstatic Existence Podcast. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode of the Ecstatic Existence Podcast. We are so thrilled to be with you here today, reaching out into this global network of conscious co-creators. I am Daniel. And I'm Rachel. And we have a fantastic guest with us today. Brendan Culleton is a conscious media creator from Canada. He is the director of ParadigmShiftCentral.com. And this is an interactive project that is the hub of a real-world game centering on a team of global shifters and paradigm shift communities. The project focuses on collectively documenting the shift in consciousness, encouraging people to engage in acts of shiftism, such as free hugs, wherever they may be located, ongoing regular events, monthly global meditations, and so much more. Brendan is also an award-winning filmmaker who has released numerous consciousness-shifting movies online all for free, including the Journey to Lucidity movies, which are a unique dreamlike documentary through a transformational festival. Brendan, how you doing, man? Good to have you on. Aloha, guys. Thanks so much for having me here. this This is great. This is wonderful. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to hear more about uh, shiftism and and exactly what all that means. <laughs> yeah, shiftivism. So like activism, but focusing on the shift aspect, which again, so shiftivism just refers to intentionally helping shift consciousness. It's a very wide umbrella topic. So we'll awesome. get there. Yeah. That's really cool, man. That's one of the things that really attracted me into your work and made me interested is that basic idea of shifting people out of the kind of mundane, the day-to-day, and giving a new perspective on things. And you seem to do that in a lot of unique avenues in a lot of different areas. So tell me a little bit about some of your some of your projects, tendrils, all the different ways that you get into a community. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So uh, as, as you mentioned, the, the project itself, uh, ParadigmShiftCentral.com, is, is the website. And then from there, like that's where a lot of things branch out from. But at its core, the idea is about encouraging open-mindedness, healthy living, and the evolution of consciousness. That's kind of how I've been describing it since the very beginning. And to explain really what it is, it would make sense to actually uh, just give like a little bit of a backstory as to how it began. And basically, this whole project began when I was in school for media theory and production. And uh, prior to or prior to that semester, I had kind of like really gone through my own awakening. I spent some time in Vancouver on a co-op placement. And uh, when I came back, I was really inspired and really felt driven to be able to help get other people together so that we could talk about some of the metaphysical topics and like Eastern philosophy and spirituality and all these things that I was really becoming more interested in, but I didn't have other people to talk to. So the whole thing started as a club in my college, which was at that time just referred to as Paradigm Shift Fanshawe. And then I started documenting it. And then from there, it's now evolved into a global project where there's paradigm shift communities across the world and we do the online radio show it's really focused on media like i said i was going to school for media at the time and uh now it is a place where other people can can collectively document the shift from their perspective through the creation of things like quest journals and conscious articles and uh and and yeah there's more to it but i imagine we'll get through it bit by bit so yeah that's really cool i love how how media plays such an essential role in your mission. You know, it seems like 
there is this big awakening going on on the planet, obviously, but it's happening in a digital sense. There's mm-hmm. some people that are doing it in a very um, fundamental kind of low-tech way, and you're really embracing technology and making that part of your campaign. For sure, for sure. And even when the project first sort of originated, I, part of the tagline was actually a youth-initiated project. And, and at, the, at the time, that was sort of a, a good way to promote it because, um, you know, like having it as youth-initiated really helped attract other youth. And at, at that point, it was sort of leaning towards this idea of like the youth being naturally in tune with the technology on our fingertips. And a big part of this project for myself is really focused around the idea of foresight and potential and understanding that the way how we're training ourselves to become familiar with using media to document things now is preparing us for the way how we'll be using media in the future in a more accelerated fashion. And uh, yeah, it's conscious media is a really powerful thing, especially even just the concept of storytelling. Um, That's something that I'd like to tell you a little bit more about later and how I've implemented that into our our global journey meditations that we do. And uh, yeah, you know, like when I made videos, when I first started making videos, like I was doing it for, for a myself to be able to practice knowing that I was going to continue making videos and B, to be able to give other people permission for them to document the shift from where they are, knowing that our videos have the potential to help inspire other people, especially people who, you know, may be like off alone in a town and may not have other people to, to communicate with where they are. And for them to see like, hey, you know, like there's a group of people, a team of people, literally a team of people who are doing this together. And knowing that they had the invitation to become involved with that um, naturally just sort of creates this very self-influencing, self-accelerating community where everyone's kind of inspiring everyone and we're all working towards common objectives and common goals. And at the very least, you know, like even for the people listening to this, they're totally welcome and invited to be involved. But one of the core objectives that I invite people to do in addition to the videos, in addition to just like watching and listening, is for them to create the physical paradigm shift communities where they are. And at their core, the paradigm shift communities are just about having regular open-minded discussion and meditation circles, knowing that when you create that sacred space for people to come in and practice talking, because that was the idea when I started, you know, like I wanted to be able to practice sharing ideas. I wanted to give people a place where they could listen and learn and talk and share and grow and evolve and, and, and get more of these concepts into like the no sphere of culture that was becoming more and more, uh, it, it was growing naturally. And, and now it's, you know, it's, it's this bubble. It's, it's enormous. Um, but it's still a kind of like subculture in its own way. But yeah, like, so media has totally been a huge part of that, even through the radio broadcast, just letting people know, like, hey, this is what I did in my community, and you can do this where you are in your community. And the last thing I'll just say on this point is is really focusing on the idea of keeping something simple yet effective. And and that's what makes the project accessible, is, is the idea that it's actually quite simple in its concepts. There is definitely a bit of an everyman kind of concept about your work. It's very inclusive. And there is kind of an open invitation from what I've seen for people to join in. So that part in and of itself is really cool. And I love your idea about bringing community together based on conscious discussion and having that be one of the real anchors of the community. It reminds me of the idea of the art salons in like 1920 Paris, you Mm -hmm. know, where you'd have all the fantastic artists would get together and just, they would just shoot the shit and talk about art. They would get deeper and deeper just in talking about art. And so it was like a an analysis and a critique layered on a critique, layered on a symbolism discussion. 
And so basically, it sounds like your Paradigm Shift central communities are kind of like a spirituality salon. Yeah, very, very much so. And, and I mean, with the where I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, so the club that we had in my college now evolved into Paradigm Shift London in the same way that the other Paradigm Shift communities exist across the world, and there's over 50, and it's continuing to grow. So, I mean, you know, there's like Paradigm Shift Chicago, there's Paradigm Shift Texas, there's multiple ones in Texas. You know, there's Paradigm Shift Australia, there's multiple ones in Australia, there's Germany, there's Holland, uh, South Africa, and, and each one's sort of very unique, uh, depending on the people who get involved with it. And again, you know, I encourage people to begin it with the concept of open-minded discussion and meditation, but then from there, uh, the meetings are really about the networking and the community that is growing and the interactions that happen beyond the meetings and the friendships that evolve from that and the additional community projects that evolve from that. You know, people can come to a paradigm shift meeting, they'll talk, they'll share some ideas, practice some meditation together. And then from there, you know, other people will say like, hey, well, I've got like a gardening project. Do you guys want to help out with that? And then that will sort of, you know, that meeting there kind of branches off into other people getting involved with other community aspects. So yeah, it's kind of like this hub where uh, it's not something that people have to commit to. It's not something they have to sign up to. Every week it's different. And again, it's really just about practice, giving people a place to express themselves, connecting, hear ideas they never heard about. Like I said, you know, when I started the club, it was really a place for me to be able to talk about things like lucid dreaming and Sasquatch and UFOs, the stuff that I was simply never taught in school, but I'm just like, okay, there's a lot of information here. Let's get some people together and let's just see where this goes. And 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 the thing was is that even when I began this, you know, I straight up said, I'm like, this is a social experiment in the sense that I don't know exactly where it's going to go, but I know something's going to happen. Even when I built it, it was a whole idea that like, if you build it, they will come. And uh, last thing I'll just say here is that a big part of my inspiration behind creating this and having the motivation to do this in the first place. And there's actually like a little bit there I could mention about like my perspective on the shift, but was my uh, understanding through personal experience and gnosis, the concept of synchronicity. And at that point, I wasn't like, oh, I really want to build this group, but if no one comes, then it will suck and I should probably just quit. I knew like full 100% that if I were to build it, people would find it because I understood what synchronicity was. And it was just a matter of me creating it and then putting the word out. And that's where we start getting into things like the shift buttons and just like pamphlets and leaving them in places and knowing people would find them and doing things like free hugs. The free hugs is like another form of networking that we do to invite people back to the meetings as well. And again, you know, encouraging people to replicate these patterns where they are to literally build a community in a couple weeks in a month. And then it continues to evolve from there. Well, and I love that too, because it gives such a, a playful quality and it really helps support and nurture the, the inner child within all of us. I love that playful quality of the free hugs. And yeah. um, I love how you're utilizing the media because I've been a part of many spiritual communities and a lot of them rooted in Native American culture and, and they weren't using the media. And so it ended up being sort of this like secluded kind of segregated experience where it's like, you know, how do we get more people to come to this thing? And so mm -hmm. you've really... Um, tapped into an amazing way of utilizing the media. Yeah, and there's definitely like a viral marketing nature to what you're doing. And something that I totally love about what you have going on, Brendan, is it reminds me of some of my street art campaigns. I have a history as a street artist. I spent many years doing viral street art campaigns. And my work was always based on getting other people 
to do it too and getting other people to take ownership of the city that we live in and the collective environment and you're encouraging other people to take ownership over your social environment over your community environment and that's a really really beautiful thing yeah no thank you thank you for saying that because because you're right like a, a big part uh, of what the project is, has actually evolved into at this point uh, is really focused on helping feature the creations of people within the community so i mean even what you guys doing, you know, I, I, I commend you guys for what you're doing. And, and I think it's natural that we sort of cross paths and synchronize uh, because like seeing the videos that you guys put out is, is very parallel to the same objectives that I'm encouraging within the community. And, and even being able to share your guys' content is something that I'm interested in as well. And even the podcast that you're doing and, and, and inviting other people on to tell their stories. I mean, the Paradigm Shift Radio podcast, we began that in, um, in the year of 2012. And I mean, especially, you know, thinking back, it, it was a very interesting and exciting period to witness uh, the shift from my perspective going through and leading up to 2012 and beyond and, and kind of seeing what discussions were happening in the community and, and how things were unfolding and everything. And yeah, just going back to where we are now, I literally had to remake the website from scratch and turning it into more of a social platform, whereas before it was more just kind of a single archive. Now it's an interactive social platform, similar to Facebook in a sense, uh, but still like it's still something it's not 100% ideal yet. It's going to continue to evolve into the future, but it does provide an alternative for people to be able to collectively share similar conscious media in a single place. And that's where we get into the ideas of the quest journals. And as the project evolves as, as uh, part of the resources and the crowdfunding and the sacred commerce behind it, and, and as that continues to grow. Part of my intention is literally to be able to, you can think of Paradigm Shift Central as almost like a laser of love. Like literally, like I'm building the website and the community almost in the same way I would build like a ship or a kingdom. And or in some cases, like a, like I said, like a giant love laser, almost similar to the Death Star, but it's a love star. And what I mean by this is that we can load it up with intentions and ammunition. And this ammunition is actually content that people are creating in the community with the intention to help encourage open-mindedness, spread new ideas, share stories. And then we load that up into the website and then we fire it out into the internet through the use of Facebook promotions and strategic social media and all these other things that we collectively do together. So creating this opportunity where say, you know, like Billy from, from Philadelphia, he really has a cool story that he wants to tell, but he doesn't feel that he quite has the audience to do it. And then he kind of holds it inside of him. Instead, what we've created through the project is an invitation to say, hey, Billy, you know, like, I want to encourage you to make that video that you're thinking about making. And then I'm going to feature your video and help share it with like, a, at least like a 1000 people. And then for Billy, that's like a huge that that can really be a huge motivation to just be able to be like, whoa, this is really cool, you know, like, and, and then to know that as one person creates something for the website, it actually helps elevate the content for the entire team because then other people come to the website and then they start browsing and then they see somebody else's quest journal. It's, it's, it's very like unique and dynamic symbiotic like ecosystem that we've actually created through a social media network. You could think of it as that way. That's awesome. You've mentioned these quest journals a couple times. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah. So quest journals is just kind of the word that we're using to refer to blogs you could think of as more or less. But with the intention of calling them quest journals, we want people to really focus on them being able to use them in the same way you would write a regular journal, but focusing it on um, some of the topics would be like a synchronicity report, a shiftivism report log, a dream log, 
uh, an observation, an intention, and of course, anything related to anything that they've created. It can be poetry. It can be one of their videos. It can be an image. It can just be freestyle expression. And so creating that space in the first place is, is just like, like, that's the intention, right? So just by like saying, okay, we have the quest journals, you can use those, like they're there, they're, they're there as a tool. And they're not just there for you to try and like get more viewers or, or to expand your network. Yes, that's part of it. But the primary reason is to practice expressing yourself. And again, for the people who really kind of sync up with it, they understand that they're practicing expressing themselves for the ongoing media that is still yet to come. For example, uh, uh, one of my friends who just kind of recently was expressing this to me, he's like, yeah, you know, like, I'm, I'm really inspired by what the community is doing and what you're doing. And I'm going to start up a paradigm shift community where I am. And, and he's in Delaware. And so it'll be paradigm shift Delaware. And he's like, okay, so like, his intention was making videos so that he could share them specifically within his community so that he would like noticeably be putting forth the intention of being a leader within his community. And and that and I'll just say this within this uh, moment, but that again is a big part of the project is encouraging people to be leaders within their community, to help get the ball rolling, to help create space, to help facilitate space. Uh, that's something that I really encourage and I give people direction and instructions from and even the digital hangouts that we do like I'll, I'll talk more about this later, but, you know, we have like a regular team building hangout online and classes online and we create the digital space is also practice and encouragement for people to replicate similar concepts within the physical space. And, and so, yeah, encouraging people to be leaders in their community and giving them the quest journals is a tool to help them sort of get in the habit of documenting things and creating media. And uh, yeah, it's just a really cool thing, especially with like the, the dream journals, just knowing that is there, that that tool is there to use sort of brings that invitation and that call to attention for one to perhaps start thinking more about their dreams for the purpose of creating an eventual dream journal within the quest journals. I love that, you know, because we all have our own unique medicine to bring and we all have our own mm -hmm. unique gifts. And so you're really creating a platform where the way showers and the truth tellers and the light workers and, and the trailblazers can all come together in support of one another you know, really tap into and figure out what their message is and what they want to share and then how to get that out into the world. And another thing that you've provided here with your community is a safe container for people to have an open voice of expression. Because when people don't feel safe, I mean, maybe some of these people, I can even imagine from my own past in high school, feeling that it wasn't safe to fully, fully express myself unless I was with my own specific group of peers, you know? So here you're creating this kind of cross-cultural, global, safe container where people are supported and encouraged to let themselves shine. And what you're going to see from there is just a snowball effect in a positive way of that building and building and building on itself as more communities start to sprout up. Well, and it can take a little while, too, to kind of figure out what, what it is that you're about and what is the message that I'm sharing and what is my divine purpose, right? And, and so, yeah, it's great that people get to try it on in a, in a safe place. Yeah, for sure. Again, and, and thank you guys for, for recognizing that because you're right, like safe space, sacred space, it's, it's important to remember that we can still create that within the digital realms and the digital frontier of things. And so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's really exciting to see where the project is going and knowing that it is just about self-expression and the whole team supporting each other. There's there's a lot to it. And um, I, I will just say, you know, even for people listening to this in the future or, or when they get a chance to even feel free to explore the website while listening to this broadcast because that will give you a better understanding of what it is we're talking about and 
you can scroll through the past quest journals and you can actually view our uh, 2D and 3D timeline, which is an interesting perspective. And, and one thing I was just going to say that I remembered is that, again, you know, part of the reason behind creating this platform, uh, in addition to have it centralized around intentions of conscious media, was also to be able to uh, be able to archive things better than what Facebook does. Facebook is quite um, quite the beast these days, and, okay. and 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 I mean that in a good way, in some ways a bad way. It is what it is, and one of the sad things about it is that things tend to disappear very quickly. Meaning that you'll post things on a wall, and if people don't see it, it's like already gone by the next day, kind of thing. So here we don't focus on quantity; we rather focus on quality. But again, when you go back and you look at the 3D timeline, you can actually see that we're collectively creating a bigger piece of art, which is our collective story, which is our collective timeline. So when you actually go into the website and you visually look at the 3D timeline, you just kind of scroll through it. It's actually a really interesting thing to look at as an individual piece of art. And you can actually sort of look at it like a graph or a piece of data. And you can kind of see our transition and our story and especially looking back and you're just like, oh yeah, I remember when this happened in the community or when that happened. And, and so it's, it's very interesting in that way to see that bigger picture. So something that I'd love to talk to you about is how we're in this culture, especially with the younger generation. So many people are into the games. I mean, there's so many gamers yeah. everywhere. And when you think of a gamer, that's usually a very online thing. And I mean, I'm not a gamer at all, but I've seen some of this stuff and any of the communication that people are doing in these online games is usually pretty abusive. It's pretty like awful and not community building, not positive. Now, what you're doing is creating a real world game, which is funny because we used to have to put the the disclaimer online game, but now when you think <laughs> of game, it's almost automatically online. And so now you're putting the disclaimer a real world game. Tell me a little bit about that and like how can you play a real world game? Uh, I, I really enjoy being able to answer some of these questions and, and share the story because uh, the, there's sometimes like so much of this project that I don't always explain it as best as I could and emphasizing the game aspect of something that uh, could have made more sense earlier into my explanation of it, but it's fine here as well. And And you're right, like turning this into a game is actually something that has only publicly been uh, worked into it within the with over the last year since I started building the website because the website is a container for the game to be able to take place and so the objective of the game very simply is to help shift consciousness but from there the finer details of the game are to be able to build the tribe where you are so again creating the physical paradigm shift communities to document it and to be able to plant seeds where you are and to just be able to evolve yourself as an individual. So, I mean, th these are all things that we would have been encouraging in the project regardless. But the idea of calling it a game is something that, for from my own perspective, having grown up playing video games and being a part of that generation. And, and, and I used to play like a lot of online video games. And then eventually uh, my, my main computer just like it, it stopped working and I wasn't able to use it. And then eventually like my time which was like not a thing I was super sad about because then that just gave me more reason to focus on the paradigm shift project. And, and more and more, I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, like this is my game now. And my game is um, through the objective of uh, the shift buttons as an example, where I'll, I'll do like a free hugs mission. And my objective will be to give out like 20 shift buttons that I have on me. The scoreboard in this is very subjective, but the rewards are very real and they're going to be very personal and they're going to be very, unique to that individual and they're going to come through synchronicities but simply by embarking on this intention to sort of see it as a game as a call to action is a very uh, effective way to be able to 
get people involved and, and also to be able to play with some of the uh, vernacular such as quest items and focusing on the again you know the quest journals uh and and all these like sort of like gamified terms and we have like tokens built into the website and and our patreon fundraising was referred to as like the monthly support squad so it's kind of like working with all these like quasi like game like fantasy elements and, and even another really cool part um within the website there's the global team map and on the team map is something that is still being built. You can actually see where each shifter is located. And when you click on their profiles, the visual data is like super useful in itself to begin with. But when you click on their profiles within the website, you see that it, it lists like their attributes similar to how they would be uh, a profile within a video game. So it has like their location, obviously. And then it has like their astrological sign, their elements, you know, like water, fire, earth or wind. And then from there, it actually uh, has archetype patterns. And then archetype patterns uh, could be things like Cosmic Healer, Love Ranger, uh, Psychedelic Ninja. And, there, and there's all these sort of like Elven Kin, uh, Heroic Hero, uh, Mystic Viking. There's like all these sort of terms that I just kind of like I, I made those up. But each one does sort of have a correlated energy to them. And so when people are creating their profile on the main website, they actually get to select which of those archetype patterns they feel they match with. So even just from browsing the team map, it's really cool because you can kind of click around and you can see like, okay, this person's this type. And then within their bio, it actually says like what their skills are and what they're interested in learning more about. And then their inspirational quote, and then also like their Facebook pages and their YouTubes and everything. So kind of seeing these gamified elements as a way to actually add another layer of texture to what it is that we're already doing, uh, to me is just like a natural thing. And it brings like another level of excitement uh, into the community. Yeah, totally. That is super fun. And what a what a great transition too for maybe some of the gamers out there that have been into like um, maybe a little bit more of like the murder and the gore and the trolling and all of that stuff to be able to shift, yeah. you know, more into this consciousness that you keep speaking of. Like that we're shifting the consciousness from anything that's like of the dark into the light, right? And also it does add a level of excitement because I know for me that even on our podcast, when we see that we have like listeners in Ghana and we have listeners in Australia and all over the world, it's like, oh, hell yeah, it's like global reach, right? And uh, mm. to know that you're making that kind of impact and, and meeting up with people all over the world is so much more dynamic. And then, you know, another thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, you've mentioned a few times, you know, the free hug thing, which I really love because it does uh, really feed my inner child and has this whimsical, playful nature. Um, but then you're also talking about how that creates a synchronicity. And so um, you want to talk to our listeners about synchronicity and how free hugs play into that? For sure. For sure. That's uh, uh, that that again, that is a really core part uh, of this project is something we encourage and you know, I've made a lot of free hug videos uh, dating back to like 2011. And, and again, people can find that and through my YouTube and everything. And so the, the free hugs, as I said, within the gamification of it, you know, like, even within our team broadcasts, like we have like assigned shift missions. And so like one of the shift missions that I can give people would be to like go do free hugs this weekend, sort of thing. So like the the intention behind the free hugs is multitude. There's There's, there's several layers to it. You know, again, like in terms of like the bigger shift in consciousness, I'll just take a second here to just kind of give a bigger picture. Part of my motivation behind creating this whole project in terms of the shift in consciousness, it was because I became self-aware of the idea that we are multidimensional beings by nature. And and that's something that I, I feel is worth exploring, is worth learning more about, and is something that through shifting the paradigms, more people gradually 
open themselves up to through their own personal aha moments without me actually having to tell them. So my job's kind of to like leave breadcrumbs and leave like trails for them to sort of follow. And so like the, the free hugs is, is a part of this um, because it also synchronizes into the idea that part of the shift is also to just be able to promote compassion and to be able to create new cultural memes. A cultural meme is just something like being kind to your neighbor, as simple as that sounds. So doing something with free hugs is uh, is extra effective within the ways that I promote it in the, in the community because I sort of bring in this idea of what I refer to as hacking the matrix. How this works related to synchronicity is, is this idea that when I do free hugs, I like to do them as free hugs 2.0. So when I do free hugs, my first intention is to, yes, be able to spread compassion. Like that is first and foremost like what free hugs are accomplishing and they're creating that connection with people. And and then from there, it creates like an opportunity for a conversation. And and from there, it creates an opportunity to build community as well. And what people are encouraged to do within the paradigm shift community is to use the free hugs as an opportunity to invite people back to their paradigm shift community events. So as just an overview of how I do this, within the synchronicity thing, I have this understanding that we exist as nonlinear beings. We exist beyond the present moment. And again, this goes into our multidimensionalness. And so from this, I know that if I stand downtown with a free hug sign and stand in one spot on a, on the busy street corner, that the right people will find me and cross my path at the right time. And when I'm standing with a free hug sign, there, there's going to be a lot of people who will just ignore me. But because of the way how it works, it's an open invitation for people to come to me. Like, I don't I don't come to them. They come to me. So that means that people who are at that point where their heart is, like, open enough for, for being able to express themselves in that way, they come up to me and they give me a hug. And then from there, what I actually do is I say, oh, like, congratulations, you passed the test. And then they're just like, wait, what are you talking about? And then what I do is I say, here, have a free shift button. And I'll pull out like three shift buttons that I'll have in my pocket. And again, the shift buttons as context for people listening, uh, these are part of the real world game. And, and they're two and a quarter inch button, regular size buttons. And they have the website for the Paradigm Shift Central project on it. And they have visual imagery on it. Things like yin yangs, flower of life, sacred geometry, things that would help other shifters recognize each other within the matrix and also things that can be very fun to give to people as gifts. So someone comes up to me, they give me a hug and I say, oh, congratulations, you passed the test. Here, have a button. And then suddenly they're just like, oh my goodness, this is exciting. And so then from there, they get the button and maybe we'll talk some more. And I say, oh, by the way, there's a regular meetup group that we have here downtown every Friday. Feel free to come check it out sometime and you can go to the website and learn more about it. And then they're just like, wow, you know, like this is really cool. I'll totally do that. And then so they take the button with them, and then that gives them the invitation to explore the community website, which, again, links them into the podcasts and the movies and the videos and the games and the classes. And so the button is actually a hologram, is actually a holographic tool. Instead of, like, giving them a DVD that has, like, X number of videos on it, I just give them the link to the website, which has an infinite amount of content on it. And then so, again, from there, the the synchronicity of it is that, like, simply because I put myself in this scenario... The universe has this ability to bring people into the right place at the right time in order for events to be able to unfold. And it's our job to be able to recognize uh, the the value in those events and to be able to like use our free will in that moment to be able to make the most of it. So the free the free hugs thing is super effective. And, and again, you know, it's it's really cool because the people come to you and, and, and sometimes you'll go like 30 minutes without getting a hug. And that's a really interesting opportunity for you to just practice holding space, practice being patient, 
and you can even try some different variations and even just like people driving by in cars, I'll like show the sign to them and I'll give them a smile. And so again, you know, like that's going back to the game, like that's how you play the game by like making people smile would be like part of the way how you can think about it. So yeah, synchronicity, free hugs, the shift buttons, connecting people with the community and softly unplugging them from the matrix. On the website, there's one video that they can watch. It's like the introduction video and it's called Awakening Within the Matrix in Five Minutes. And it would be something that, you know, for, for people listening to the show, they would probably be already familiar with, but it, it gives you a bit of an explanation of the project. And then it focuses on the idea of like explaining to them as above, so below, like look at the fractal nature around you and realize that you're connected with everything. So giving someone that button and having them take that home and having them watch that video could be a paradigm shift within their reality. And they're just like, whoa, how come I've never heard about this? And then again, you know, that gives them an invitation to explore further down the rabbit hole on their own. And then they can always jump in the live chat and send me a message through the main website. So yeah, the technology and using this and real world action is really just what makes this project uh, so, so really exciting. That's fantastic. I completely love your description of using these buttons as a holographic tool because it really is. It's just a, a physical object, but nothing's really just a physical object. And we understand that. But it's a gateway into however much they're willing to take on and an invitation into this growing community. So that's really beautiful. You talk quite a bit about the shift, and it's even a part of your identity and of your campaign and your website's name. So what is this shift? What is the shift in consciousness that you're calling in? We're shifting from what to what? I think a big part of the shift is understanding that we're multidimensional beings by nature. And this can be explained in a few ways. One of the simplest ways that I can refer to this, and this was a great topic that can always get people interested, is a topic of lucid dreaming and astral projection. Everybody dreams, so everybody has the potential to be interested in the topic of dreams. And, and when we study dreams, we sort of open up to this idea that we have our physical body, but then we also have our astral body. And our astral body at night travels through other dimensions. And this isn't just something that we can be told, but it's actually something that we can experience. And then so that goes hand in hand with this idea of this reality is not as cut and dry as it appears to be. And when you study dreams and when you study the idea that our eyes aren't actually seeing all of the reality in front of us, they're rather seeing a crystallized version of it, meaning that there's no such thing as empty space. Energy is actually everywhere. Things like auras and emotions are actually a part of that energy field. Um, and, and just understanding that that's there ties hand in hand with the dream philosophy which for me, like when you study dreams, what I really get out of it is this idea of understanding that when you realize your thoughts create within the dream space, you understand how much they create within this reality too, because the dream space and this reality are one in the same thing. And when I, and when I explain dreams to some people, I actually explain, you know, I say dreams are actually closer to the place where we're actually from, meaning that before we're born, we're kind of in this dream-like astral dimension. Uh, and, and then from there, we choose to incarnate into this reality. And then at night, we go back there every single time. And we have this opportunity to learn and grow and experience more of our nature. And then when we die, we return there. And, you know, again, when people communicate with loved ones who have passed on within their dreams, it's sort of alluding to this. And there's a lot more within this. And lucid dreaming is a big topic we talk about in the community. And so when you understand that the dream world and this reality are still part of the, the bigger dream, you realize that your thoughts are creating within every moment. So the big part of the shift that I feel is 
awakening people to their own potential within this reality to be able to transform themselves and to be able to make a difference in the lives of those around them. Because I feel this awakening to this, to kind of what I just said, this aha moment is something that like is within everyone, you know, it's awakening to our divinity. It's something, you know, you guys would be able to explain in your own words as well. And it is going back to the idea of awakening to our interconnectedness and, and, and that Buddha nature of seeing the suffering of others as your own. And then again, that leads over into this idea of shifting into a new paradigm of compassion. And, and again, you know, open-mindedness, healthy living, and the evolution of consciousness. So that, that shift of the paradigm is awakening to, to a bigger understanding of, of our connection to our reality, to expanding our consciousness. And then the next step is being called into action to be a light guardian, if you want to think about it that way. Guardianship is a big theme within the paradigm shift community, and, it, and it's not something that's always right on the surface. But it is something that is what we're encouraging. So when people are creating paradigm shift communities as admins or just doing free hugs, that is them uh, embarking on a role of guardianship. They are being a steward of, of compassion, a steward of the light. And then the other exciting part is that this actually goes in hand in hand with the concept of Jedi and Star Wars. And that's something that we bring in. So, you know, this this project is like building a global team of Jedis, the global team of guardians and, and connecting in that way. And then again, you know, knowing that it, it's through the creation of space and opportunity that we can help other people sort of have those paradigm shifts within their own reality and understanding that it's a very soft thing. And, and so, so yeah, like it, the, the paradigm shift is becoming better dreamers within the dream and, and, and to be able to take on the responsibility of what that means. That's beautiful, man. Better dreamers within the dream. So Another thing that you do, in addition to all of this, I mean, I'm beginning to wonder if you ever sleep, because <laughs> you've got a lot going on, Brendan. And in addition to Paradigm Shift Central and running all of this, Brendan has over 600 YouTube videos, including the Journey to Lucidity films. I'd love to play the trailer to Journey to Lucidity right now, then we can talk about a little bit of your inspiration for the creation of the film. Sounds good. Welcome, young traveler. We've been waiting for you. You've been waiting for me. Who are you? The more immediate question is, who are you? Take it with you. Ask others. They have much to teach you about it and yourself. Now go, young traveler. Begin your journey. This should be recording. I hope this works. Alright, God, I'm, uh, I'm holding on to this thing. It's, uh, basically I've been going around asking people what it is. This pine cone here, well, it's a sacred esoteric symbol from all over the world in ancient cultures. The spiral fractal universe, the toroidal field. It figured itself out a long time ago. <laughs> it's got you all figured out, that's for sure. <laughs> My name's Brendan. I've been making videos and putting things on YouTube and telling stories and trying to capture the part of the bigger story that is happening here on Earth, in, in all of us. I don't know how long I've been here. It's some sort of festival, some sort of celebration, some sort of place where people and artists and musicians can come and express themselves and, and do it without inhibitions. We learn to do this within, man. We learn to do this without also. We learn to nurture relationships with other people to help them do it well too, because it's a practice, man. It's the ancient symbol of the Ouroboros. 
being and becoming, right? The serpent or the snake eating of its own tail. Self-regeneration, baby, eternal life. There is no death. Whatever that is that you're in guardianship of, that's a big shift that if a lot of us made, would shift the way that we feel inspired and empowered to show up and take action. What you see around the festival here is sort of like a manifestation of that collective magic that happens through the process of waking up to this dreamlike reality that we live in. This story is the story that will bring about the hope that uh, heals the apathy, that reawakens people's remembrance. There's so much around us at all times that is not to be understood, but simply to be appreciated. The interconnectedness, the, the invisible grid, the sacred geometry that our bodies and the universe are all operating under. We are constantly dreaming and awakening, forgetting and remembering. The other beauty of, of becoming awake in your dream is, is you realize that everything is in your reality is a reflection of yourself. A lot of us have forgotten, forgotten how long we've been on this journey. The spring of 2013, we bring the dream to reality, erase the line between space and time. This is an incredibly important tool, Storytime, the new mythos. Forgotten that we've come from somewhere else, higher dimensions, spiritual realms, whatever you want to call it. This reality is one that we created for ourselves. Yeah, so that was a beautifully put together trailer. I love some of the different quotes and the interwoven ideas of all these different freaky, funky people. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> So what's your uh, what's your inspiration behind making this film? Yeah, the the, the journey to lucidity movies uh, for those um, just from hearing the trailer, they they take place within a transformational festival out in California called Lucidity Festival, and this is a, a real festival that people can go to. And these are um, it's actually a saga. The journey to lucidity movies are a saga. So the first one is called The Planted Seed. The second one is called Tree of Guardians. And the third one, which is yet to be released, is called Quests of Quests. And then there's actually the fourth and the fifth one, which are still in production as well. And the intention behind these movies was to be able to to document and share the experience of what the transformational festivals are and what they're doing. And so again, you know, by transformational festival, I mean. Uh, these new festivals that are emerging that are focusing on art and also workshops and, and obviously music and dance and yoga and mindfulness and, and creating a place for people to expre express and explore themselves and really to come there to to upgrade their spirit, so to speak, to transform. And so having been to one festival prior to this, which was actually the previous movie that I made before the first Journey to the City movie, which is Three Days of Light, which is, again, also online was to be able to, uh, in, in this circumstance, my intention was to be able to make a unique documentary um, that that was bringing in themes of lucid dreaming interwoven with the uh, story of the Transformational Festival that, that is actually like a real story. Like, it's not something where I go there and I, I, I plan everything and I film every scene. 
but it's rather something where I go there as a journalist, as a gonzo journalist, which is a term we actually haven't mentioned within this broadcast, but that's what I consider myself to be. A gonzo journalist basically just means a journalist who includes themselves as a part of the story. So instead of just being like, this is a festival and this is what happens, it's this is my journey through the festival and this is my experience and this is what happens through that perception and experience. And so doing it from that perspective, the story actually tells uh, th this bigger story. It's actually a reflection of the hero's journey, uh, something that we you have heard through Joseph Campbell and Star Wars and things like that, of the, the solar hero awakening to their divinity and awakening within the dream. And so if anybody has ever seen the movie Waking Life, it's almost like taking the concept of waking life where within the movie, it, it's actually like presented as if it's within a dream. So within the beginning of the movie, you kind of see myself who is also kind of a, a character of just the dream character in general and you know i kind of wake up within the festival i don't just show up there i kind of wake up within there and then it's kind of playing on these different concepts and ideas of uh you know like is this a dream what is dreaming what is reality very you know multi-dimensional metaphysical concepts and then from there it's really about showcasing the people and the minds who attend this festival and what they are getting out of it and again, the bigger story of the shift in consciousness that is being played out. And uh, again, by the second movie, and, and also within the first movie, it really brings in the themes of guardianship. And again, being a steward and being a guardian to help be, uh, you know, to help bring in the light, to help make this world a better place, not just for ourselves, but for the generations to follow. So there's a lot of really rich themes within the movie. And the also exciting part behind my intention was to create a visceral experience. So people can watch these movies and almost watch them like a meditation. And it's actually like really common for people to watch these movies and to actually cry. And when that happens, that means that, you know, it's it, I'm, something that like, means success. Th you, right. you did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. You, you created emotion within someone. It's incredible. You know, and I love that uh, you're doing everything from your personal perspective, the hero's journey. Like you said, that makes it much, so much more relatable, tangible, palpable, and I also love that one of your inspirations was um, Waking Life. I That was like one of the movies, like I remember when that movie came out and I just watched it on repeat. <laughs> and then I would actually do some of the stuff that they did in that movie, like turning on the light switch and like checking the time and, you know, to see if I was dreaming or if I was awake and controlling my dreams. So yeah, yeah I love that tie-in. There's <laughs> definitely this whole theme that you love to interweave so much with the dreams of are we waking or are we dreaming? And when do those two cross over in each other? When does your conscious attention cross over into the dream state? And when does the dream state cross over into your conscious attention? You know, the, the lines get fuzzy if you allow them to. <laughs> yeah, reality is really... Um, malleable. Malleable, maybe. for sure. One yeah. word someone else uses, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I also love the whole the whole idea of the quest and the story and the journey and the hero's journey, when you are taking on the role of the hero in your films, it's, again, it's kind of an everyman idea. It's not like you're elevated amongst anybody else. You're arriving at this festival not even knowing what you're going to find, and yet you go through a transformational experience and become a hero that everyone can relate to and basically could put themselves into the shoes of the character. For sure. For sure. Yeah, totally. Like, that's that's the idea is that, you know, I'm kind of filling a role here that is really just the universe expressing itself. And what's really amazing um, when I think about these movies, um, actually, I'll just step back just two points, because I know um, people would have heard it in the trailer, but uh, without seeing the video, they don't have the full context. But 
um, within the movie, uh, you know, part of the story is, is I'm given a gift of a pine cone by the mother goddess. And then my quest is to take the pine cone around and ask people what it is and what it means to them and to learn more about the universe through that method. But what I find really fascinating is when I really step back and look at these movies from a third person perspective to pretend that I didn't even make them, but to rather just acknowledge them as the consciousness and the universe expressing itself. And that's when I can really appreciate the movies even more because when I'm making them, you know, like, yes, I'm putting my heart into it. Yes, I'm putting my intention into it. But it's actually an amazing journey just to be able to make them because uh, as I've learned as uh, over the years through making media, it's kind of this idea when by the time I'm done filming everything, knowing that that story within all the hours of footage that I have is actually there. And then my job is to just sort of crystallize it and like reassemble it and to bring it into form. And again, kind of perceiving it from this idea that the film is already made and, and I just kind of have to catch up with that future. But again, you know, stepping back and looking at these movies as consciousness expressing itself uh, it, it is really amazing and really unique. And, and, and I'm really happy to hear that other people have been inspired by them and, and they've They've, they've in some ways been moved by them and in some ways been changed by them. And there's multiple people who have seen those movies and I've actually met at the festival in the next years because they saw the movie and they're just like, hey, you know, like you, I'm the reason you're here. And to me, like that goes back to this idea of never underestimate what any of us can do to make a difference in someone else's life. And, and it's that idea of like aspire to inspire, like inspiration is fuel for change within this world. So these movies are, are, are doing that. They're me putting more fuel into the fire to help spark the bigger flame that is igniting within all of us, so to speak. Yeah, and I love that you say that it's all already there, you know? Like, people get so hung up on, like, oh, I've got to create something, and what am I going to create? But, you know, like you said, the footage, the movies, everything is already there. What does the universe want to express? It's like the statue David, you know? It was in, it, he yeah. was encased in the marble the whole time. Yeah, and there's actually a beautiful story about while that statue was being created, Michelangelo would just sit there staring at mm -hmm. the block of marble for days, for days and days and days. He would just sit there staring at the block of marble and his apprentice would come in and be like, Master, what are you doing? And he would say, be quiet, I'm working. <laughs> yeah. And eventually that sculpture that was already created, he just basically became the conduit and the facilitator to let it come through. Yeah, unveiling it. After he basically sat in visual meditation, just sitting there looking at this raw, uncut stone for so long that it spoke to him. I don't think he picked up a chisel until he already saw what it was going to be and allowed it to come through. It wasn't like he was creating it as he went. It was like the sculpture was done before it even began. I also really enjoy that you go back and you watch as a third, you know, a third party sort of removed. It's like you have to, like, check your ego at the door, you know, so that you can get the perspective of, like, the masses, so to speak. Daniel and I are both in the in media, like everybody's on social media, right? It's a it's a great platform to get what you really value and care about out into the world. But it can be challenging to do that without some little bit of criticism or skepticism or like, oh, is it going to read well, right? So that's great that you said that you do that just as a as a third party. Like, what did the divine want to create through me? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the movies in themselves have been a big part of my personal journey. There's a I lot bet. that I learned through doing them, um, especially even just as a small story within the first one. By the time I was done filming at the festival on the, on the first movie, in my mind, I felt that like I didn't succeed. I felt that I failed. And, and there was like actually moments when I, 
when I was like going through the process of filming and I just like felt really overwhelmed and there was like a lot of ideas that I had originally tried to bring in and they just didn't fully work. And then so at, in that moment, I was just like, oh, you know, like this sucks. Like I came all this way and, and I didn't do it sort of thing. But then like as I got to the editing process and I started to see what was actually coming through, uh, for me, it was going back to this this lesson of, of learning how to let go, learning how to trust, learning how to go with the flow, learning how to be there and to show up. And then by the time I went back to film the second movie, it was like so much smoother. And the third movie was so much smoother. And just my experience was it was so much more just kind of like in sync with being able to be there as an ambassador for what the universe was trying to express. And then just as a little bit of like, not too many people even know about this, but when I actually just got back from filming the fourth one this April at Lucidity Festival, and, and I had a huge challenge that actually happened. And basically, um, the day before the festival, uh, like I, I got sick because there was like a lady on the plane who had like a serious cold and everyone obviously being in an airplane, probably just floating through the air and stuff. But then uh, the day before the festival, I got sick enough to the point where I actually lost my voice. And then so like here I was getting ready to film this fourth movie and suddenly I couldn't talk, like literally could not talk. And then in the moment that actually just like brought up a lot in me and, and I was like really sad and frustrated and then. That weekend at the festival, there was actually like a lot of rain and everything. And then over time, though, it actually began to appear to me that this was actually part of the story was part of the story was about the healing and the letting go process. And, and, and I'll, I'll just say this, you know, people won't see it for quite a while. But in the fourth movie, there's actually the scene of me like literally crying on camera, like full out 100% authentic. And it was something that even in the third movie, I was kind of like, I'm like, yeah, I really want to get a scene of me crying on camera. But in the fourth movie, like it actually happened and, 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 it, and, it, and it could not have happened in a way I predicted it. Like the only way it could have happened was kind of for me to have like gone through this frustration and this struggle. And then so there's this scene where I'm like literally crying and it's like raining out and stuff like that. But Perfect. Yeah, so, yeah, it could the universe, man. It's, yeah. Well, and, you know, that that's what people really connect to is like, um, you know, here you are. You've created this incredible platform for healers and and light workers to come together for support you know and then to find out that that you've had some some challenging moments even through all of that uh you know it's that that level of vulnerability that people really connect to i i also have a few crying videos and those for some reason seem to get the most attention from the masses it's like oh she's crying okay and, it, we, you know, we kind of have this joke of like, well, apparently people like crying videos. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, true. That's true. But it does, you know, there's like a, a real humanness um, and a, like I said, a vulnerability that people are able to really connect into. Um, and mm. then and then it's like that rags to riches and like the underdog wins. And, and those stories are so profound because it makes it seem manageable for everybody else. So thank you so much for including us in your journey, Brendan. This has been a, a beautiful discussion and hearing about your far-reaching projects. So I'm going to have all of the links in the show's notes uh, where people can contact you, the YouTube videos, Paradigm Shift Central, all of these things. Is there any additional way that people could get immediately involved beyond those links? Yeah, most definitely. And, and thank you guys again for, for this opportunity to share this with more people and to invite them to know about the project and to be involved with it. Uh, to let people know, a big part of the project right now is our ongoing online hangout. So there's actually a schedule on the website that you can see. But every Thursday, we have online team building hangouts. And then we also have a Paradigm Shift Destiny School, which changes through different topics. 
And uh, so, I mean, we have one on meditation. We got other ones coming up on health and fitness. And then in addition to that, we also have a dream class on Tuesdays. That's every other week. And then beyond that, we also have our global meditations that we do on the full moon. So people can go to the website. They can create a profile if they want. And they can even, you know, literally hear this broadcast and take part in the next team building hangout and share their story and get connected and get involved and, and be a part of the shift. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I got to go yeah, sign beautiful. up and uh, register myself as a psychedelic ninja. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, we'll, we'll get you guys in the team map too. I'm gonna, so, yeah. Mine will have something to do with mermaids, of course. <laughs> awesome. I'll, I'll add that magic. option. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've enjoyed this show and you want a lot more of it, make sure to subscribe on iTunes. That helps us out a lot and also guarantees that you get every single episode. We have a Facebook page. It is Ecstatic Existence. And you can also contact me directly if you would like to sign up for a self-discovery session. This is where you can get absolutely in-depth into your own inner process with a new perspective. The self-discovery session is basically like turning on a light in a dark room so you can see what you really have to work with. And then from that, clients and I decide what the roadmap is for their process. It's a really profound session. Sign up with me for that. You can get me at ecstaticexistence at gmail.com. Also, if you feel like you would be a prime candidate to be a featured guest on the show, please reach out as well, ecstaticexistence at gmail.com. And again, I am Rachel Alcyon, and you can find me on Facebook and at uh, rachelalcyon.com. That's R-A-C-H-E-L-A-L-C-Y-O-N-E.com. And uh, something that I'm really, really excited about, actually I'm ecstatic about it, is that uh, Daniel and I are heading to Iceland in just a few days. And we're going to be driving the iconic Ring Road. And I have decided to open up one day at the tail end of our journey, of our epic transformational journey through the wilderness, to one special woman. And so I'm taking applications. You'll find the, the application, the VIP day application in the, the links below. Yeah. So if you want to like go hang out at the Blue Lagoon and really dive deep into exploring some of your shadows and what's keeping you stuck and, and held back and maybe even have some of your you know blind spots revealed, but also with some hand-holding and in a really nurturing and loving way, I would love to be of service to you in that way. So join me in Iceland. <laughs> so reach out, check out Brendan Culleton and all the cool projects he has, and stay connected if anything you take from the message of this specific episode is community. Reach out, create community, become established in connection and in conscious cooperation. Yeah, you're not alone. There's a lot of love and support out there for you. And there are many people that are about what you are about. So expand your horizons and get in touch. Peace, everybody. See you next time. <laughs>